This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> there will always be something you can't control. But you can choose to focus on what you can, like your attitude and your preparation, and how these play a big part in achieving a goal. Valeria interviews Samantha Clayton. She is the Vice President of Sports Performance and Fitness Education at Herbal Life. She is also the Vice Chair of the Fitness Advisory Board. She has direct responsibility for all activities relating to exercise and fitness education for Herbal Life independent distributors and employees and leads a team that designs nutrition protocols for elite athletes. Clayton is a certified personal trainer with specialty certifications in group fitness, youth fitness programming, senior fitness, and athletic conditioning. Through group training sessions and fitness educational tools, Clayton ensures that consumers understand the vital role exercise plays in living a healthier and happier lifestyle. She also helps create, organize, and promote employee fitness programs and activities as an integral part of the company's corporate wellness program. Having performed at the highest athletic level, Clayton represented Great Britain at the 2000 Sydney Olympics in both the 200-meter and the 4x100-meter relay events. Clayton has an associate degree in pharmaceutical science and studied chemistry at the University of Wolverhampton. She then went on to earn her bachelor's degree in public health and a master's in medical nutrition from American Public University and Arizona State University, respectively. A mother of four, she enjoys cheering her kids on at their sporting activities. Her favorite Herbalife product is Herbalife 24 Rebuild Strength. Meet Samantha Clayton at IamHerbalifeNutrition.com. Here's the interview with Samantha Clayton. In your own words, who is Samantha Clayton? So Samantha Clayton is a fitness professional, a mother, and a lover of life. That's how I describe myself. I love, I mean, I love everything about it. The lover of life. Ah, that's something that it seems like we are all trying to do, to love the lives we have and accept ourselves and whatever is happening exactly the way it is, that would mean love. But I wonder a lot of times, and that's what the work I do myself personally in doing this, the books I write and the podcast and connecting with so many people, it's finding what will liberate us in a way from fear so we can love more. 
I guess I'll ask you an, an open question. How do you define love and what gets in the way? What are the obstacles to love? Yeah, you know, for me, love is a feeling of being secure and feeling, it's definitely an innermost feeling of security, knowing that you can be in your truth. I think being in your truth, being able to be honest and, and free with your communication. I think being able to communicate and feeling safe is for me, the definition of love. And that's the love that I strive to give to my family, you know, that my children can feel safe to communicate exactly how they feel in an honest way. Um, so, yeah, I, I really think that they're the things about love that are important to me is feeling safe, being able to communicate and having pure honesty and truth. Ah, wow. <laughs> What's not to love about that? <laughs> it's true, Sammy. And this is kind of... Um, uh, you speak direct, directly to me in a way, because that's what has been my passion, per se. I have always tried to be true, but I mean, that meant a lot to me and of course it still does. But it's not easy a lot of times because of this longing to connect with other human beings and to meet them where they are. So I try that combination of being truthful, but kind at the same time. And not always works, even. So did you find that, um, I mean, it's wonderful to hear that you create that space for yourself and your family and your kids, especially. Do you usually use this strategy of being truthful and kind at the same time in teaching that, or it doesn't matter as long as we are true to ourselves? No, I, I really believe in kindness. I think that there's a, a way to deliver even you know, constructive feedback or tough messages in a way that is coming from a place of love and honesty, but in a way that's not going to hurt people's feelings. And um, I think, you know, kindness is free. That is one of the, the things I was told as a young child is one thing that you can always be is to be kind to others. And, you know, I live by a philosophy of treating others the way I wish to be treated myself. And, you know, I, I have the sort of spirit that's quite free and open and open to meeting new people, chatting with strangers. Yes. Um, and so, you know, I think that that comes from a place of kindness. I think kindness can just be part of your personality. There's, there's no room in life to, to be unkind. Mm, wow, that's a powerful message. Yes, a thousand percent yes to that truth. Right. Kindness should be the foundation anyway of any truth. That's yeah, beautifully definitely. said. You attract more bees with honey mm. than you would with vinegar. So. <laughs> yes, that, that is <laughs> Being true. Being sweet is always the key. <laughs> yeah, I never thought it that way. I mean, I never heard it that way too. That's refreshing. Yes. So the topic of our conversation, I know I have some open questions, more questions here for you, warm-up questions, but the topic is the importance of mindfulness to relieve stress through fitness and get results. So I'll be asking you a lot more questions on the topic in the moment. So another open question is about success and happiness. How do you define these two concepts? You know, I think success is something that's really for the individual. I think we all define success very differently. For me, success is waking up and being able to be in a career that I enjoy. Success is waking up and feeling that I have the food that I need, the roof over my head. I think we all define success in different ways. And it can be 
you know, we're taught from a young age that maybe success is about winning. You know, I'm an athlete. I competed in the Olympics and, you know, success to others looking in was winning the medals. To me, success was showing up and doing my best. Um, so I, I feel like success to me is a feeling on the inside that you can define for yourself. And so, like I said, for me, success is being grateful. Success is, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, very much. Yeah. That's the idea of success that I have, right? It's more being in touch with my inner world, being in alignment with the external world, but my reference is always within. Yes. Yeah. So what other people may deem as being unsuccessful, maybe if you don't win a race or get a position that you're going for, I see those as stepping stones and lessons. So, you know, every failure is just one step towards achieving what Mm. success means for Mm. you. I love your wisdom. Yes, I mean, beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Is that how you define happiness as well? Or it's a bit different, the idea of happiness? Yeah, you know, I think I'd probably define them in a very similar way to, you know, what is what makes me feel happy is maybe different from the next person. But again, it's that feeling of gratefulness. You know, sometimes people think of happiness as being extrovert and being very outside of yourself and maybe the big smile. To me, happiness is a lot more calm. When I'm calm, mm. I'm happy. Mm. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> yes, and I agree personally. Yes, yeah. Peace, right. Being harmony with my inner world, right? The mind and a healthy body to me represents harmony and peace. So yeah, and happiness is being present in the moment. Mm. I think that's giving yourself the gift of happiness is to be present mm. in the moment yeah. with what's happening now, not worrying about the future or thinking about the past. When you're in the present mm. moment, you have a greater opportunity to be happy and be grateful. Yes, that's so true. And that's already... We are tapping into the topic of mindfulness and meditation, which brings us to the practice of being in the moment or, or this idea so we can kind of um, realize the concept of being here now. A question that I had for you, th- this is not one of my open questions, but I'll ask you now since we're talking about being in the moment. Yeah, so mindfulness. Some people confuse mindfulness with meditation. Are they? I would love to hear from you. Like, What is the difference between mindfulness and meditation? You know, I think when it comes to mindfulness, it's I, I see that as being thoughtful. You're being thoughtful about the decisions you're making. You're being, you know, you have a plan. You're executing on your plan from a, from a space of understanding of what your goals are, what you need to do to reach your goals. I think with meditation, it's almost more of a space a spiritual place to be where it's more so that you're being still and listening to your innermost thoughts. That's kind of how I separate the two things. For me, mindfulness is being thoughtful about my actions that I'm going to take. Whereas meditation is not about taking action. Meditation is about being still and listening to yourself. So I I see, you know, mindfulness is almost about the doing and the meditation (laughs) is about just being. Ah, yes. And when it comes to being in the present moment, even if we are doing something, would that be the the perfect combination of meditation and mindfulness, almost like coming together those two practices or something else? Yeah, that's a great, I've never thought of it like that, but now you've connected the two together. 
I would definitely agree with that. Being present is combining the two for sure. Yeah, I never thought of that way too, but that now it makes sense. So the doing, the being, the doing, they don't have to be separate. Just yes. um, we can be doing something, but present. I love that. And the, um, the spiritual aspect, that's a question that I actually planned to ask you. Do you see meditation as a spiritual practice? Do you have any, any other practices besides meditation when it comes to spirituality? And what is spirituality to you, Sammy? You know, I think spirituality is a very personal, it, it's a very personal practice. So quite often when we think about religion, per se, we, we think about the connection with others. It's being about part of a community, subscribing to, um, you know, a specific narrative. I think when it comes to spirituality, it's more about, Again, what you had already shared about mindfulness and thoughtfulness and kindness um, and just having an acceptance that, you know, we're part of something bigger. So as an individual, I am part of a bigger picture, um, again, which makes you more thoughtful about being kind to others. So, yes, yeah, spirituality is important to me. It's important to give my family and children the freedom to explore um, that for themselves as well. And to, you know, to read and understand um, the concepts of, you know, who you are as a person. What is your purpose? I think our, our purpose in life is very much tied to that spirituality. It's something that our purpose is something that we feel comes from inside. There's a guide that's guiding us towards what we're supposed to be doing, the things that make us happy. And um, that's how I see spirituality is is really like all-encompassing of those things. Yes. Um, wow. That resonates with me very much. Yeah, with religion being community-based. Spirituality can be too. Some people, when we organize ourselves in a spiritual, people who call themselves spiritual. and But it's a, there's something that's different there because there are no rules. So we are not trying to create rules. In religion, they do have lots of rules. Speaking of purpose, so do you feel at this time in your life that you live in your purpose? And how did you get to that? Just this will be on the introduction too, but I would like to mention here. So you are the vice president, sports performance and fitness education at Herbalife. So talk to me how you got to do what you, what you have been doing. And when did you feel that that was the purpose of your life? or that you're guided to do what you're doing? Yes, I would love to share that with you. So, you know, I very much feel that I'm living my true life's purpose, which is helping others to fall in love with their body, to understand how movement and taking care of your body and nourishing your body can really help lead you toward living a happier life. Um, and, you know, I... I think everything we go through in life is a journey. And, you know, my journey started out as a very individual journey as an athlete, trying to be the best that I could be, um, in, you know, in the space of track and field. And when I stepped away from that, as athletes, many athletes, we, we sit and we think, well, what's next? What comes after being an athlete? And for me, it was wanting that sense of community that I received from having a coach and having teammates 
Um, and yet being able to give back all of the skills that I had learned as an athlete about setting goals, discipline, how to train your body, how to nourish your body, how to help your body recover. And so, you know, combining that skill set and knowledge with my love for being around people and feeding from the energy of people led me into becoming a personal trainer. That's how my journey originally started was with personal training. But again, because of my love of community, I then went into group fitness. And then when I moved to work with Herbalife, you know, to be part of that wonderful platform where I had the ability to touch thousands more lives than I could touch in my own, you know, small community. Now I had the platform to share that same message of, you know, live your best life, love your body, take care of your body with the right nutrition with hundreds and thousands of people around the world. Um, and so, yes, I think I've grown into my purpose because I'm, you know, continually on an education journey, you know, always doing courses and classes to learn more so that I can share that with others. But I know I'm living my purpose because when I wake up every morning, even when my schedule is so full of meetings or I'm traveling to events, I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm just living my life and this mm. just happens to be part of it. And so, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I read a caption one time that said, if you do what you love, you'll never work another day in your life. I feel that every day from a very real place. I almost um, feel guilty admitting it out loud, but <laughs> I, uh, don't. Know, I, I do this for my job and yet I would do it and have done it for free. So, um you know, it's just part of who I am, um, you know, helping people fall in love with their body and movement and nutrition. There's no greater mm. thing than that in my mind. Yeah, that's beautiful to hear, Sammy. Wow. And I love the way you started answering that question with kind of defining purpose as helping others, passing on what you know. That, yeah, that's really, it's another truth that resonates with my heart. And with that in mind, what do you feel is the purpose of the human experience as a whole, if there is one? Um, you know, I think obviously our human purpose is to um, survive what yeah. life throws at us. No matter what's happening in the world, we, we wish to survive and continue as, as humans here on the planet. And I think that that only happens when we connect. And I think our purpose is to connect with others to build communities because like I shared at the beginning that feeling of love that we all crave comes from feeling safe feeling provided for make you know having your purpose um, and so I think that our ultimate purpose is to to connect um, so that that survival journey is is together is more fun and um, you know all of us need each of us and each of us need all of us. I think that, um, you know, you, you, you realize that we can't do this life thing alone. We, we need others for emotional support. We need others um, to help us be happy. Um, so, yeah, I'm very big on, on feeling that, you know, our purpose is to, to be a community on this journey of survival on this planet. <laughs> yes, yeah, and transcend that, right? In the end, we... Together, we can transcend the survival and then we go to something that some people have called thrive. But to me, it goes back to spirituality of coming together to find peace, to find a peace within so we can kind of 
pass that on even from an authentic and true place. Because a lot of times it's easier to feel safe when we are in groups, being taken care of and all that. But I love the idea that we can also find the safety within. So, right, so we can just stand on our own in a way, but as a whole, but also as, as individuals. I just love that vision. Another question that I had for you before. Oh, yes. Actually, a question that came just to me a few minutes ago. For those who don't know, Sammy, what is, talk to me about Herbalife. What is it and how does it work? Yeah, so Herbalife is a wonderful health and nutrition company that really provides people with a wonderful opportunity to become entrepreneurs, um, where they can have their own business sharing the joy of incredible nutrition and a supportive community. So I, I, you know, Herbalife is incredibly special to me. We have so many wonderful nutrition products that we can offer to people, regardless of where they are on their own personal health journey, whether they are just aiming for overall well-being, if they are on a weight loss journey, or whether they're aiming to be their best selves through a sports and fitness journey. I just love that our portfolio of offerings of products are based on science. They're, you know, high quality and wonderful. But I think what makes Herbalife truly special is, you know, our distribution model is through a distributor. So the products essentially come with a person, a person that's going to help serve you as a guide on your journey as you're trying to reach your goals and give you the information that you need to live your best life and feel at your best. And so I see Herbalife as more than a company. We're truly a community. Yes. Wow. That's a a beautiful way of doing business, right? Because a lot of times we think about business as big corporations, it's just profit-oriented. But the way you speak about Herbalife, it's different. So they are trying to connect humans. It's bringing the heart, right, into business. Yes, we have wonderful distributors all over the world that you know, work locally in their community and as well as outside of their community online. And their sole purpose is that, is to give people a place to come where they feel like they belong and where they can get healthy and focus on their well-being and focus on their goals. And again, it's all wrapped in this bow of a support system. So there's always someone there ready to help you. And then, you know, when you set that on a foundation of quality nutrition products that can help support your healthy, active lifestyle. I feel like it's two perfect worlds coming together again, which is why I say, hey, I think I'm really living my purpose yeah. in the best place. <laughs> yeah, that that's so amazing though. The community piece, it's beautiful. And we Definitely. need, we do need more of that. So you teach them, I know the topic today, it's mindfulness. That's what you teach them, exercise, how to incorporate nutrition, exercise and mindfulness or something beyond Yes, that. yes, that's right. And so my role with the company, um, I, I wear many hats within the company, but I'll share that the main purpose with you is, again, you know, to help people understand how to be fit from the inside out. So to understand why it's important to exercise, really help people connect that education message to help provide that motivation that people need in order to move. So when you understand that your heart is a muscle that needs to be exercised in order to stay healthy, 
that exercise has tremendous benefits for your brain health, for your bone health, for as we're aging to help maintain that muscle mass and kind of really bridge the two worlds together of having nutrition that can help fuel your performance and nutrition that can help rebuild and regenerate your cells after you've stressed out your body with exercise. One of my key roles is to bring those education messages together so people can understand how to best take care of their body on their own personal journey. So obviously do that through lots of different ways, through content, through attending in-person meetings. I love working with our employees. That's you know a real passion for me as well, doing the same. So I do everything from writing materials to teaching classes and getting out there in the community um, to share our brand and purpose um, with the general public as well. Yeah, so you're very active. <laughs> very, very oh active. Oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> and you have four children. That's incredible. I do. I have a beautiful set of triplets that just oh entered their God. final year of high school. <laughs> that's and I have incredible. a boy that's in his second year of college. So I have my hands full for sure. Oh, yes, you do. Wow, triplets. How amazing. Gosh, I can I even, I'm not a mother. I'll have a dog. I guess I'm a dog mother. You're a dog mom. <laughs> yes, but wow, that must be incredible. It's a completely different lifestyle, way to live, right, Sammy? I, I admire that. Wow. It's wonderful, you know, because I get to lead by example. So if you think about it, if I'm living my best and healthy life and having good nutrition and moving my body, they've been seeing that since they came out of the womb and they've been part of that process. And so now seeing them be active and healthy and making good nutrition choices um, as well as knowing that, you know, my girls, they love to do their meditation with me and practice yoga. And so it just kind of really <laughs> makes me realize that people are watching, especially your own family. So when you take care of yourself, you're automatically taking care of others. Ah, that's another beautiful message, especially for mothers out there, parents. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Ah, what an amazing message. Yes, taking care of yourself. It is automatically taking care of others. Um, mm -hmm. Wow, I love that, Sammy. <laughs> love your wisdom. Thank you. Uh, well, I'm a lover of wisdom. So when I hear it, I have to acknowledge it. It's beautiful. So another question I have for you is the topic being the importance of mindfulness to relieve stress. What causes us stress? What, what's the main cause of our stress? You know, I think, how, you know, a lot of people with busy lives um, worry, people worry about the future, people worry about the past. I think a lot of people have, you know, maybe financial stresses, um, but, you know, the stress response in the body comes from feeling very unsettled. You know, it's a stress is a chemical response that happens in response to something externally that's concerning us. Um, and so, and I think we all manage our stress in different ways. Um, but the good thing is, you know, stress comes and goes. Sometimes something will really stress us out, raise our heart rates. We'll have a surge of chemicals through the body that really make us feel uneasy. And then if you find ways to deal with that stress, um, by being, you know, whether it's if your stress is caused by having a busy schedule, for example, you know, being organized, making a schedule, being mindful in what's going to happen for your day, you can reduce those feelings of stress and anxiety 
that are really not doing the inside of your body any good, you know, that surge in hormones is not good for us. Um, and so I feel that identifying what is making you feel anxious and stressed is the key to overcoming it long term and then building those strategies of, you know, how can I organize my day? How can I take a moment when I'm having these feelings, almost recognizing that you are stressed, I think is the most important step. Don't deny it. If you're feeling it, recognize it, embrace it, and then think about how you can mitigate that stress. Yes, that's true. Self-awareness is a huge piece. It's the key, definitely. Yeah, finding the, the solution for, for prob- the problems we have. That's a great advice, though, identifying what it is that's causing, because that's what healing is all about, isn't it? We want to heal. We have to find the, the root cause of, of, of the problem. And a lot of times I see that some of us, and of course I have done that before myself too, I'm a lot more self-aware now, trying to kind of cope with the stress in a way that's just, let's say, numbing, just it's almost like you put a Band-Aid in a cut that's really bad instead of finding the, the real cause. The and what, root yeah. cause, yes. Asking yourself those questions is the key. Quite often you'll hear people say, oh, I'm really stressed at work. But then once you start to dig down, well, what is it at work that's stressing you out? Is it, is it your schedule? Is it the communication? Is it a specific individual that you're not con- communicating well with? It's like constantly asking those questions to get to the root cause will then enable you to come up with solutions so that now that won't stress you out anymore because you recognize um, what it is that's stressing you out. Right. And meditation helps a lot, as you said before, because it's about listening. So we can just quiet the mind and listen and ask those questions, even come up with better questions. I notice that the more I meditate, the more I ask better questions to myself. If I want better answers, I have to ask better questions. Better questions. <laughs> yeah, that has been my rule. <laughs> and again, it's where the topic of honesty comes yes, in. Um, right. Sometimes we, we struggle to be honest with ourselves. And sometimes the problem is looking right back at us. And we are mm. the problem. And we need yes. to be honest with ourselves. Right? <laughs> yes. You know, when you're, in a, yes. you're feeling stressed and <laughs> you're wondering why, a lot of the time right. it's because of yourself. And mm. um you know, that, yes. that's where that honesty comes in. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's another huge <laughs> part of it. <laughs> Acknowledging that we are part of the problem. Uh, or sometimes we're, we're, we're causing the entire problem. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about mindfulness. For those, again, for those who are new at this practice, what's the best way to, for beginners, for example, what's the best way to get started? You know, I think one of the best ways for myself when I first started on what I feel is this more mindful journey through my life was was journaling and writing things down. Um, I have a, a gratitude journal that I write each and every evening before I go to bed, writing five. And this is something I actually learned at one of our distribut- Herbalife distributor events. Somebody was doing a talk and talked about how writing their journal, their their gratitude journal had really changed their life. And I thought, I'm going to try this. You know, here I am going to events to be a speaker. And yet I come away with great wisdom from them. And so I I think writing down at the end of the day, the things that I was grateful for, the things that made me feel good, 
and then reaffirming those things in the morning um, starts my day in a mindful way that I'm grateful, I'm here, I'm present. Um, so I think journaling is probably the the very first step that people can take on their mindful journey. And it's not always about writing down just the positive things. It's maybe making note of the things that may have made you feel anxious. Because again, like we shared, getting to the root cause of what's making us feel stressed is how we can overcome stress um, down the road. And so Writing things down has been a wonderful practice in mindfulness for me. And I think for beginners, it's the easiest thing to do because it's looking right back at you. Um, You know, once you write it down, it's there, it's become real. It's not just a thought in your mind anymore. You've made that thought concrete. Um, And so that would be, be my thought. And then the only other thing I would share on being mindful is being comfortable with quiet moments. We've gotten so, so we've, as people, we've become very used to the noise and constantly needing to be stimulated and, you know, we're watching videos, we're having conversations, being comfortable in the silence um, can be a really wonderful starting step for somebody who wants to newly jump into this space of being mindful, having a moment, a few moments a day where you're comfortable being quiet in your own thoughts. I think it starts there, not needing to fill the the white the white noise space, yes. allowing it just to be quiet. Yes, yes. How many yes can I say to that? <laughs> yeah, being <laughs> quiet and then writing. So true. It's really powerful. The uh, the writing practice too, the journaling. Something that you said, I think, yeah, there's an article that you wrote titled Mindfulness, How to Manage Stress Through Yoga and Meditation. I think it's there I found something that said that reads how to practice meditation. So 10 do's and don'ts. The one that caught my attention is the one that said, do have one or two keywords that help you to relax or guide you, you towards a positive sense of well-being. So that caught my attention. I never thought about having words to be guided through those words. So talk to me a bit more about that. That's something that I never heard before, actually. Yeah, so I I feel a lot of the time when people are meditating, they they struggle to find the stillness. And so having a word in your mind, maybe it's a word that makes you feel calm. It could be even the word love. So to take away all the thoughts that are creeping in, come back to that one thought that you know makes you feel calm. It could be love. It could be maybe you're somebody who loves the ocean and the ocean is something that makes you feel calm and still. Taking a moment to go back to that word kind of recenters you in the moment. I found that that works for me. Um, For me, the words be still. So if I find myself while I'm meditating that I just can't focus. Um, My mind is just being too busy that I just can't even, you know, find that peace. Coming back to that one word, be still. I'll take my breaths. I'll do my my breathing. Um, So yeah, thinking about a word that makes you feel calm and kind of brings you back into your body, essentially. Yeah, so I, I think that that can really work for people. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think caught my attention because it is a practice that I engage in, that I used to actually, 
not anymore because for some reason it's not needed. But I remember doing that like intuitively, just Mm -hmm. using words, relax, love, peace, and then the mind would come down. This also has to do with the energy, those like positive words like love, peace, gratitude, harmony. The energetic resonance is different. There's something about those words. Like as we know, we know that everything is energy or everything has everything that's physical. It seems physical, even thoughts that's very subtle. They all, they all are energetic patterns. So it's easy to kind of connect with the ones that are, are trying to put us in the place that we want to be. So that made, made a lot of sense to me when I read yeah, that. Yeah, so words have feelings that they evoke in your body. So, um, you know, words are associated with feelings. And so when you pick a word that makes you have a calm feeling or you pick a word that makes you feel joyful, um, yeah, words are definitely connected to our feelings. Yeah, yeah. That's why I try to, that's a practice my entire life, actually, even without being conscious about it using yeah, kind words. I have kind of a hard time even listening to, I mean, I have to work on that. <laughs> when my husband says a, a word that it's kind of, I don't know, it has a kind of this resonance that's not, yeah, you said a feeling that's interesting, right? A feeling that doesn't match, is not in alignment. Then there's something that happens in the body that doesn't really resonate with that. I know that we don't live in the perfect world, so we need to not get used to it, but kind of keep ourselves aligned with our own energies so we don't get disturbed by Sammy, by what is happening. And it, it, a, lots, a lot of things are happening right now. As so what I heard, I don't really watch the news, but I heard this a lot. I know about the war between Ukraine and Russia, and that's disturbing enough. But I try not to kind of, being touched with those things. So yeah, the, the words, I really, that's something that for some reason, it really speaks to me. Um, it, it might be that also the practice of kindness, using kind words. Or yeah, words especially by. because, yeah, because that's something that means so much to you, being kind. Yes, you choosing kind words, um, choosing words that are going to make other people feel good. Um, I think it's definitely key. Yes. So there's something else, but almost at the end, I could talk to you forever about these things. Mm-hmm. But I talked to you, I think, off record briefly about this. Another article that you wrote titled Training for, the Mount, for Mount Everest, How I Prepared My Mind and Body. There you said something that caught my attention that was, there will always be something you cannot control, but you can choose to focus on what you can, like your attitude and your preparation. And then you said, and how this plays a big part in achieving a goal. So uh, talk to me about that experience. It must be amazing. You know, it was really one of the most memorable and challenging experiences that I've had in my life to date. Um, And I'm one for adventure, but (laughs) there was something truly special about going to Nepal, um, you know, entering into a space that feels like you're going back in time almost, you know, when you reach um, the airport as you are going to start the climb, you know, there's no cars, there's no bikes, there's, there's, it, there's a stillness um, in that part of the world that is just 
a silence that you've never heard before, um, a clean air that you've never breathed in before up on the mountain. And then, you know, there was just a chat. It was a challenge every day, you know, climbing for eight hours uphill. And um, I just did the climb to, to base camp um, with a wonderful, I was with a wonderful group um, and we connected. And again, it was about, you know, having that personal challenge each day of making it to the next destination, physical challenge. Um, but there's a lot of mental challenge in there as well, where you you know, you have to get rid of the feelings of, I can't do this. My body's hurting me. Um, you know, as you get higher on the mountain, the oxygen gets less and less and the pressure gets higher. And so, you know, the altitude is, is something that's quite stressful on your body. Um, and so, you know, preparing for that was key, you know, staying hydrated, having electrolytes, making sure I was giving my body at the end of each day protein to help my muscles to rebuild and recover. There was just so much that went into that journey that just almost made me realize that I'm on the right path in terms of my own health and well-being. Um, I felt fit. I felt strong. I felt powerful. Um, I felt connected, like I was helping others um, along the way. It was just a, it was a really beautiful journey um, that I'll never forget. It was one of the most beautiful places in the world. Wow. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, as you speak, I can kind of uh, imagine, visualize when you talk about the stillness, silence that you never heard. Yes, and in the It's evening, um, I'd never been that close to the stars before. Yeah. And, you know, it uh, just it makes yeah. you think, wow, the world is truly a beautiful place. And the people of Nepal are really special people. You know, they may not have the, the physical things that we have come to see as success. Like we talked at the beginning, you know, there's no cars, there's no big homes, yeah. there's the stuff, there's not the stuff, but there's this richness of community, richness of communication, um, of support. And people seem genuinely joyful and happy. Yeah. And, huh. um, and again, it just makes you realize just how special the world is and how special people are. Mm, yes, that's one of the things that I heard here on the podcast over and over again, how the experience of traveling, getting to know other cultures how enriching that can be for ourselves. It's, it's self-development. We become a lot more aware of our, of our own selves and then something bigger. Our own selves intimately, we get to know ourselves intimately and then we get to know, almost get to know the universe by knowing that. It's kind of yeah. interesting, right? I've been so blessed to be able to travel um, as, you know, being part of Herbalife. I'm part of the global team. I've been to over 68 countries and met people it just it's gone to many different worlds from Mongolia to Africa to Australia and wow. everything in between and it has given me a real appreciation and understanding of different cultures and a real respect for different people's versions of spirituality and religion and the food choices and life choices and it makes you more open to accepting other human beings, what they are, that we're all pretty much the same, um, but also the same but different. And so I think travel is the greatest gift that people can give to themselves if they have the opportunity. Ah, yes, I heard, I heard that over, over and over. I, uh, myself, I didn't 
travel that much, very little. But I had a glimpse of that. Wow, you said something very interesting now about spirituality. Yes, like in the end, it's, it seems like people like yourself get to, to understand that all we really want is to be happy in peace, uh, all of us in this human family. That's really what we want, regardless. And the part about getting to know different cultures is that then we get to, let's say, judge less and be more kind with one another. So we, we separate less because there's a lot, I see there's a lot of division. And I, I really believe that division, separation, and all discrimination, all that comes from ignorance in a sense of ignoring what is truth, what, what, what the truth is that we're all connected. We're all one human family. Definitely. Thank you for saying that, sharing that experience <laughs> uh, on the blog post too. So um, we're almost at the end, Samantha. I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. But before that, would you like to add anything that you left unsaid or questions that I didn't ask perhaps? No, I feel, I feel your questions are beautiful, phenomenal, actually. I love your answers. I feel like we shared so much. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you a few more questions at the ending questions before I ask you the technical one at the very end. What is true power from your perspective? Have you pro- we probably talked about this already, but <laughs> I like use those words, right? Words again, true power. What comes to mind? Um. True power to me is a feeling of believing in yourself. I believe I can be whatever I want to be. I can accomplish anything. And that is my definition of power. It's a feeling of knowing that we can accomplish our dreams and our goals if we're willing to put the work in. Um, So I see power as it's a feeling on the inside. When I run, I feel powerful. When I, when I accomplish cooking an amazing meal for my family, because I'm not the best cook, I feel powerful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cute. You know, I, I feel, yeah. um, I think the word powerful is, um, is a, a, a word for feeling strong and feeling in control. Maybe maybe that's the word I'll choose. Power is being in control, in control of your life, your destiny, your choices. Um, power is me being in control. Yeah, I love that. In a sense of being connected to yourself, to your own yeah. depth. So, I mean, it's, it's everything. It's so, I love the way you answer these questions. <laughs> I have to say, I ask them for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you for sharing wisdom. We need more of that in this reality. So my last question is, before the technical one, is this one. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? I would love for people to feel true love, to, for everybody to have true love, and for everybody to experience what it feels like to have true friendship and for everybody to have the feeling of, of accomplishment, whatever accomplishment means to them. It's the most beautiful feeling in the world to feel like you've accomplished something. So love, friendship, and accomplishment. They're the three things I wish everybody um, can experience. Wonderful. Oh my God, Sammy. 
Thank you so much again for your beautiful presence, for sharing timeless wisdom, for doing what you're doing in the world, for being connected to yourself and passing that on to your family and everybody else. <laughs> Thank you for being you. Thank you so much. And before we say goodbye for today, where is the best place to find more information about you and what you do? Yeah, so people can visit herbalife.com. Um, I have my profile on the website that shares what I do for the company as one of their fitness and nutrition experts. And I think if they go there, they'll love it because there's many of my colleagues just like me, each with their own area of expertise in the health space. So if they go there looking for me, they will also find my wonderful colleagues that I work with um, that have a lot of education to give them too. Yes, how wonderful. Thank you again, Sammy, for your presence. And we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Samantha Clayton and her work, please visit IamHerbalLifeNutrition.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.